Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 797. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about election, bull, or bear because there's a lot of bullishness going on out there that we want to be talking about. And there's a lot going on behind the scenes that's not being talked about. So of course, we have to bring it all out for you and give you both sides and let you decide what you think. But first, I just want to say I have to laugh at myself because I stayed up so late on election night. Well, it was actually into the next morning on election night because I wanted to give you an up to the minute podcast about the election. And so I got up early the day after the election, ended my podcast for you right away and had groggy morning voice. So I had to laugh and tweet about it. And anyway, I uh, wanted to give you something that was meaningful and up to the minute instead of something I recorded prior to the election that had absolutely no relevance. So anyway, I'm just laughing at my voice on the last podcast. I hope you're having a good laugh with me on that one. So let's talk about all this bullishness and some behind the scenes things that people aren't seeing. I have to say, when I get emails or I get comments from people about they can't wait to get invested into the market, it is a contrarian indicator. And I'm getting that kind of information that people are anxious and antsy and want to be in the market. Why? Because we had four days of the market being up in a row, and it looks like it's in this very strong uptrend. But is that real or is something else going on behind the scenes? Well, let's talk about the bull case for the market. The first thing that always drives the market are earnings. So if earnings are coming out better than expected, better than consensus, then that is a positive for the market. And the market is going to be up and should be up if you have good earnings. And from what I heard, many companies did have good earnings this week. We also had the Federal Reserve come out and talk about their continuation of stimulus, of easing, of the same Fed policy that they've been doing. So that's a positive, more of that excess money sloshing around and possibly another government stimulus program in our future, hopefully soon. And then there were all of the shorts. Those were all of the professionals that had bet that the market was going to decline. And so a lot of this, the last four days, I think has been serious short covering where professionals had borrowed stock and sold it, betting that the market would go down and they could buy it back at a lower price cheaper and make the difference. But instead the market took off on the upside and they had to cover their shorts, meaning they had to go into the market and buy the stock at whatever price it was and buy it all the way up. And when you see big jumps in terms of percentage gains, it can be from short covering. So these are all things that have led to the bullishness in the market. 
On the bearish side, we're seeing a lot of exuberance. We're seeing 60% bulls, which is a high level of bullishness. Usually that's a contrarian indicator and means that we are somewhere near the peak of the market. The other thing we look at is breadth of the market. We look at how many stocks are going up. Is this a broad rally of stocks or is it a few stocks? that are leading this charge. And this whole year we've talked about just a few companies being the ones that are leading this charge. The FANGs or the FANG MEGs, there's all kinds of different acronyms for them. But we're seeing a handful of companies yet again lead this bull market. And the concerning thing is a chart that I posted on my Twitter page at Linda P. Jones was that the advancing breadth for this year has reached the second weakest day for an S&P day that's been up 2% or more. It means that fewer and fewer stocks are reaching new highs. There's a handful that are going up that are causing the market to look like the market is all up, but it's really just a small number, a handful of companies that are going up and the reality is, is that we are at the second weakest breadth for an S&P 500 day that's up 2% or more. The other times that we've seen breadth this weakness, again, not a broad rally, but a very narrow rally of a few stocks. The other times we've seen this are at major peaks in 2008, in 2000 and in 1987 before the crash. Now, I'm not calling a crash, but I am just saying this is a major point of concern that we have to look at the technicals behind the market and see what's driving the market. You can't just look at, oh, it's up 2% today and assume that everything is great. That doesn't tell you enough information. So we have to look at what is driving the market and what is making that move. It's short covering, it's lack of breadth, it's increased debt, it's a declining dollar, the dollar has been falling sharply, and we have a contested election, which I wouldn't put in a reason for bullishness. So let me share with you this article from Zero Hedge. It says, QE or quantitative easing hope sparks big tech, Bitcoin and bullion bid, but smart money is dumping. And it says, if everything is so awesome in a new but same as the old gridlocked Washington, according to stocks, why is the smart money running out of the market? And then it shows a chart where it shows smart money flow is going out or going down while the Dow is going up. And that is a source from Bloomberg. And it says, we have seen this pattern before and it did not end well. And then it showed this happened in February, right before the big market decline in March. It goes on to say the bottom line for the last day or two is that Fed quantitative easing will be the heroic replacement for a blue wave tsunami of stimulus. And that is why everything was higher in price while the dollar dived. And it's got some more charts there showing the dollar declining against gold and against the NASDAQ and against government bonds. It goes on to say, we can't help but feel like this won't end well. NASDAQ continues to lead the way up, up 7% since the election, and small caps are lagging, only up 3%. 
as growth stocks are panic bid at the open once again, meaning when the market opens, stocks are jumping sharply and then sort of selling off or leveling off the rest of the day. It continues to say, this has been the strongest three-day rally for FanMeg stocks ever. Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Microsoft, Apple, and Google up close to 10%. Treasury yields were basically unchanged on the day, but roller coastered back higher after bond buying overnight, and 10-year Treasury yields bounced off their 50-day moving average. The U.S. dollar was dumped for the second day, and it shows a chart with a strong downtrend in the dollar, to its lowest since May of 2018. Offshore yuan is soaring higher after Biden became the favorite to win the election. So the Chinese yuan currency is strongly upward. And it goes on to say, as the dollar dived, cryptos gained, with Bitcoin back above 15,000 for the first time since January 2018. You all know I'm not a big fan of Bitcoin, but I am a fan of other cryptos, which are also doing well. It goes on to say, gold and Bitcoin are tracking the resurgence in global negative yielding debt volumes. A weaker dollar also pumped gold higher with futures back above $1,950 an ounce. Silver soared back above $25 an ounce. Oil prices fell modestly after West Texas Intermediate Crude tagged $39. And finally, while the soft survey data suggests everything is awesome, hard data is starting to deteriorate rapidly. Hope, remember, is not a strategy. End of article. And I will post a link to this article in the show notes so you can see all of these great charts that they have provided. Needless to say, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that just looking at how much the NASDAQ is up every day is not telling you. You have to look at the full picture. And that's not even really talking about the election uncertainty that's going on. But let's take a look at metals because metals had a spectacular day yesterday. Silver was up 6.54%. The GDX was up 7.15%. GDXJ was up 9.78%. And the junior silver miners, SILJ, was up 11.95%. And yet people were very excited about the NASDAQ being up 2.59%. So you're having the metals be up three to five times what NASDAQ is. And yet everybody's crazy about tech stocks. Just saying, you've got some value here going on in metals and mining shares that are looking very undervalued. And you've got a lot of overvaluation in these tech stocks that we've been talking about. So just a note of caution there. The other thing I would say is that most of the metal stocks moving up does have to do with debt and the dollar, which besides the coronavirus this year has been our major theme, that debt is increasing, the dollar is decreasing in value. And now with the election uncertainty, what is it that tends to do well in times of stress and uncertainty? Precious metals. 
So that's why I think they had such a strong day today and will probably continue that trend. The charts are looking very good on the metals and it looks like they're breaking out right here. And there's not a lot of resistance in silver between 25 to $50 an ounce. So we could see it go quite a bit higher. So thank goodness we've been a proponent of our silver coins, a proponent of mining stocks, both for gold and silver, and we have our new crypto, which has done fabulously well. On top of all of this, the banks in the United Kingdom came out and said they were going to increase their stimulus and go to negative interest rates. Can you imagine holding your money in a bank that suddenly announces they're gonna charge you to keep your money in the bank? People would quickly try to find some other place for their money. And what are other stores of value? Well, other stores of value are gold and silver and crypto. And that's why I think they had such a strong day today and will continue to have a strong day as money is looking to get out of fiat currencies and move into something that will be a store of value for them. So I am looking for this trend in metals to continue. Now, while all of this is going on, I know it's very, very stressful to have this election uncertainty, which is why I sent out an email to my list today talking about a little bit of the mindset to have while all this is going on. And I don't wanna get into the political side of this, so I'm going to avoid stepping into that. What I'm going to talk about is the mindset side about this stress that people are feeling during this time. So here's what I said to my email list. Here I was looking forward to the election, thinking it would be over and we could move forward. But I forgot, in 2020, nothing comes easily. While that sorts itself out, people are making important decisions about their job, where to live, changing in ways that are best for their family, and what to do with their money. It's hard because all of this change has come at us so fast and out of nowhere. But the more we try to control it or get back to where we were, the harder it gets. It's like trying to control a big wave of water in the ocean. You can't stop it. The best thing to do is grab a surfboard and ride the wave in the direction you wanna go. Make it work for you. Keep your goals, maintain your focus, and keep doing what will move you forward to where you wanna end up. It's like Bruce Lee said, be water. And here's his quote, empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water in a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water in a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. I love that Bruce Lee quote. And then I went on to say, roll with it, adapt, make changes that suit you better, make the best of the situation, and above all, have gratitude. Give thanks and be grateful for every little thing because that is true wealth. If you are looking for a way to get your finances back on track, check out your Already a Wealth Heiress, Now Think and Act Like One, Six Practical Steps to Make It a Reality Now. By the way, men love this book too, but I give you my Wealth Heiress checklist. You have a millionaire action plan, 
And this book was rated one of the best all-time wealth books by Book Authority. You can find it on Amazon and on Amazon UK. And if you'd like to be on my email list, just go to lyndapjones.com and enter your name and address for my weekly email of financial freedom tips, mindset, and wealth building ideas to get you to financial freedom faster. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.